Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam asher kidshenu b'mitzvotav etzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. I want to talk to you on this Friday night as we get ready for Hanukkah. Hanukkah will begin on Sunday evening. The celebration of Hanukkah can help us spread hope to others as well as to ourselves. Hanukkah can strengthen our resolve to express publicly our solidarity with our Jewish people. That's particularly important in light of the many public incidents of anti-Semitism these days. Maybe this will be the year when you make a simple decision to position your Hanukkah, your Hanukkah menorah, so that it's in a window invisible to your neighbors. Lighting the menorah each night, saying the blessings together with your family, that's one way that you can build Hanukkah hope and faith at home and spread it to others. Take pictures of your menorah each night and post them on your social media. Simple things like this can be valuable to you and to other people as well. We've made a social media post with a Hanukkah blessing so that you will have them readily available in Hebrew and in English. May God bless you with light and joy as you celebrate Hanukkah. During Hanukkah, we always read the Torah portions with the story of Joseph, the son of Jacob. The life of Joseph is a message of hope. Joseph's life is also a demonstration that trouble, rejection, disappointment, they can all come to an end. His life is a message to all of us that what is lost can be restored. One of the great mysteries of this life is that hope is often revealed and even strengthened during times of trouble and disappointment. Both Hanukkah and the life of Joseph can work together to remind us that we can get back what has been taken from us. It's fitting that we spend several weeks each year reading about the life of Joseph from Torah, always around the time of Hanukkah, because Hanukkah is a season of hope as well. Hanukkah carries a message of hope in times of crisis. Hanukkah reminds us what has been taken from us can be restored. During the time of the Syrian Greeks and their dominion over the Jewish people in the second century before the Common Era, it was a time of great trouble. The spiritual life the ethnic freedom of the Jewish people were almost completely lost. Torah, the prophets, the writings, the holy scriptures were made illegal by the government. To possess a copy of the scriptures was a capital offense. To follow the way of the Lord could cost one's life. At Hanukkah, we remember that the Seleucid Greeks had conquered the land of Israel and defiled the Jerusalem temple. The temple was no longer a place dedicated to the worship of the God of Israel. Rather, it had become a place of idolatry. The Jerusalem temple had been corrupted into a temple of Zeus. For those who followed the faith and traditions of Israel, it looked like there was no hope no future for the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, or for the covenant with God. 
Many Jews assimilated into Hellenist culture. Religious liberties had not only become endangered, they had been lost. Brit Milah, the covenant of circumcision, became illegal. Jews who wanted to assimilate tried to reverse the sign of circumcision, and that meant they could exercise naked in the gymnasium and fit into the Hellenistic culture of the day. Hiding Jewishness is one sign that Jewish people are living in fear or that they are giving in to the pressure of assimilation. And so the victory of Hanukkah helped turn all of that around. And you and I are here today, believers in the God of Israel and the Messiah of Israel. And this can build our hope. This helps us remember that we can get back what has been lost. The life of Joseph, a life touched by family hatred, estrangement, injustice, cruelty, tells the story of hope and recovery with a completely different plot line. For Joseph, it was not outsiders, but brothers who were the first source of sorrow. And yet, in the life of Joseph, God was at work. God was present. God was with him through what could have seemed only to be years of loss and sorrow. And God's victory was ultimately by his spirit, not by the might and power of armed resistance. Through the stories of Hanukkah on one hand and the life of Joseph on another, we remember that what was taken from us can be restored. We learn that God can accomplish restoration many different ways. Mishpacha, we serve a God of hope. That's the message that Paul wrote to the Romans in Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of hope, that's who he is. He's the source of hope. He can fill you completely with joy and with peace as you're trusting in him. And remember this, he's the God of hope because he also has hope himself. And so you'll overflow with confident hope as you have personal fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God in you will build your hope. God is always at work. He's looking for people who will see beyond the present circumstances and situations which want to convince you to either give up hope or to rely on the arm of the flesh. Don't give in to the arm of the flesh. Let's remind ourselves that we serve a God who gives hope. The Lord has made plans to do good for you and for me. The Lord has plans for our future. Jeremiah 29, 11 is familiar, but we need to remind ourselves again and again of what it says. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. My wife, Sandy, has been praying for three specific things, for provision, for prosperity, 
and for protection. And she reminds me that provision may have a material side to it, but prosperity is not limited to material things. Prosperity includes prosperity of the soul, prosperity of relationships, the prosperity of shalom, of God's peace that is overwhelming to us. It's a peace that is surpassing and so great when it is the Lord's peace. And so this passage from Jeremiah speaks to that. The Lord is reminding us that he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. Whenever we're in a time of crisis or challenge, let's bring Jeremiah's prophetic word to mind. One central Hanukkah message is this, God is at work even in the dark times. His light will shine and his light grows stronger. That's why the Hanukkah miracle of the oil that kept burning is a good reminder. It's why the Hanukkah tradition of lighting the Hanukkah, the menorah, with additional candles each night. It's a good reminder. Each day, one more candle is added to the menorah, illustrating that the light gets brighter and brighter, and God's miracle is greater and greater. And that's why the words of the prophet Isaiah are powerful to us for every generation. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Let's remember the Lord's light is shining on us, and because of that, we have light to shine for others. Thanks to Messiah, you and I can be light for the nations. Yeshua's light guides us, and we can share that light. What do we need to do? We need to arise, to, to get up, to stand up, and to keep standing, and to shine, shine, shine. The Apostle Peter, Apostle to the Jewish people, speaks to the heart in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. He says, but in your hearts, revere Messiah as Adonai. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Think about these details. In our hearts, let's revere Mashiach as Adonai. And let's be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks us to give the reason for the hope that you have. You know what that means? Our hope has to be visible. It has to be manifest in such a way that others can see that we have hope, even in times of darkness and difficulty. And we're to give our answers with gentleness and respect. Why do we have hope? Where does your hope come from, others may ask us. We cultivate and we nurture our hope. Otherwise, we risk becoming hopeless. The hopeless one can give no reason to anyone about why they have hope because they don't have hope. The hopeless one cannot tell others about the God of hope. Peter says, we can overflow with hope as we're trusting in the Lord. It's the same message that Paul has. We can answer with gentleness 
and respect. And I can tell you that gentleness and respect will really stand out during these times of difficulty and challenge. Paul told the believers in Italy about being hopeful. In Romans 15, verse 4, the Tanakh, he said, the scriptures, the Jewish scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Joseph lived with such hope. He refused to give in to negativity or despair. He worked and he served and he lived like a man who had a future. Only God could have taken him from prison to prime minister in Egypt. Only God could elevate him to a place where he made history. But let's not be naive. Joseph could have given in to bitterness. Think of all the circumstances that could have led him to that. He could have become a sour, bitter person. He had so many bad experiences, so much disappointment, so much betrayal, so much injustice, so much unfairness. But God had a plan for Joseph. And during all the times of difficulty, God was refining character. He was building character and faithfulness into Joseph. The Lord himself was holding on to the future that he had for Joseph. The Lord was being faithful even in adversity. There were times when it must have seemed impossible to Joseph. There were times when it must have just seemed like a nightmare or a terrible dream. But there came a time when God knew it was just the right time. And Joseph was restored to his brothers and to his father and for them to be restored to, the, to him and to one another. It was an amazing time of restoration. All those dark times could come to an end. The guilt, the shame, the regrets, the sense of loss. It was time for life from the dead. That's how Jacob described it. He saw that his son Joseph was like one who was dead, and now he was alive. Only God can bring life from the dead. No wonder that God used death and resurrection to demonstrate his love and mercy, his justice, and his power through Yeshua. The resurrection of Yeshua, you can be sure, is proof that the God of Israel is indeed a God of hope. Let's spread that hope wherever we can. Let's do it with gentleness and respect but with genuine integrity as well. It's the message of Hanukkah, and it's the message of Messiah. You can be one of those people who has been on the fence about the Lord. You may be one of those people. And if that's the case, I want to encourage you to get off the fence and to be decisive this Hanukkah. It's time to say yes to Yeshua, to say yes to Yeshua as Mashiach and Adonai, and let your hope and your faith grow strong as you do this. Let your heart grow strong. It will be the very best decision that you will ever make. It will turn this Hanukkah into an unforgettable and defining moment for you. And let's pray. Thank you, Lord,
for the gift of repentance that leads to life. Thank you for the faith that you pour out upon us and the faithfulness you demonstrate to us. We want to trust you. We want to walk with you in this life of faith. In Yeshua's name, we pray. Amen.